Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to encourage you to check out our other Time of Grace podcasts, like this one, The Non-Microwave Truth by C.L. Whiteside. C.L. just has an amazing way to bring fresh perspective to some of my favorite passages from the Bible. You can search for The Non-Microwave Truth wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And now on to today's episode. It was maybe our fourth night in Africa. And my wife and I were reflecting with the nine teenagers that we brought on this mission trip. And we were thinking about all the experiences we had. We went out to this very large school in a village outside of town. We did a one-day Bible camp with some Sunday school students in town. We worshiped way outside in the middle of nowhere, about two hours outside of town. And as we were reflecting on all of these experiences, I asked a question that really made everyone think. Have you seen one person yet who hasn't been happy? And it really made us think because we realized everywhere we went, everyone we saw, everyone was happy. They greeted us with smiles and handshakes and hugs, whether it was in big city Lusaka or little small village Mwembeshi. There was this tangible joy everywhere we went. Well, then I asked the students a follow-up question that I think was really life-changing for all of us. I asked them, where do you think you would be happier living? In Zambia or back in the United States? And you know what? Nine teenagers, every single one said, I would probably be happier in Zambia. This was maybe the most life-changing part of this trip when we began to realize they don't have the anxieties and worries that we're used to in life. No one there cares what someone posts on about Facebook and, and Instagram and Snapchat. They don't have these schedules that are busy. They're certainly busy, but they're not overwhelmed with meetings and carting their kids all over town to AAU games. And they're not crushed with this push to succeed and, and get ahead in life. Do you ever feel that weight? Or, or that burden of American life just pushing and pushing. All those anxieties and worries were almost nowhere to be found in Zambia. And I'll tell you, it was very liberating and, and enjoyable to experience. There's probably a lot to this, but I think a lot of it goes back to what Jesus says in his famous Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. There Jesus tells us, do not worry. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worry of its own. God will take care of everything. Each day has its own trouble. But the Zambian people understand, God will get you through each day. They know they have less than Americans. They know their lives can be difficult compared to what we experience. But their treasures are in heaven and that's what they look forward to. Maybe you feel things weighing you down right now. Maybe you feel some anxiety and worry. Listen to the words of Jesus. That famous saying we have in our culture, let go and let God, God will get you through this day. And God will get you through tomorrow and the next day and the next day. God will get you through every day. Until that day, he welcomes you into his heavenly gates where all the treasures are waiting. That is what can give you hope and true contentment every day. It was maybe our fourth night in Africa, and my wife and I were reflecting with the nine teenagers that we brought on this mission trip. 
And we were thinking about all the experiences we had. We, we went out to this very large school in a village outside of town. We did a one-day Bible camp with some Sunday school students in town. We worshipped way outside in the middle of nowhere, about two hours outside of town. And as we were reflecting on all of these experiences, I asked a question that really made everyone think. Have you seen one person yet who hasn't been happy? And it really made us think because we realized everywhere we went, everyone we saw, everyone was happy. They greeted us with smiles and handshakes and hugs, whether it was in big city Lusaka or little small village Mwembeshi. There was this tangible joy everywhere we went. Well, then I asked the students a follow-up question that I think was really life-changing for all of us. I asked them, where do you think you would be happier living? In Zambia or back in the United States? And you know what? Nine teenagers, every single one said, I would probably be happier in Zambia. This was maybe the most life-changing part of this trip when we began to realize they don't have the anxieties and worries that we're used to in life. No one there cares what someone posts on, about Facebook and, and Instagram and Snapchat. They don't have these schedules that are busy. They're certainly busy, but they're not overwhelmed with meetings and carting their kids all over town to AAU games. And they're not crushed with this push to succeed and, and get ahead in life. Do you ever feel that weight? Or, or that burden of American life just pushing and pushing. All those anxieties and worries were almost nowhere to be found in Zambia. And I'll tell you, it was very liberating and, and enjoyable to experience. There's probably a lot to this, but I think a lot of it goes back to what Jesus says in his famous Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. There Jesus tells us, do not worry. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worry of its own. God will take care of everything. Each day has its own trouble. But the Zambian people understand, God will get you through each day. They know they have less than Americans. They know their lives can be difficult compared to what we experience. But their treasures are in heaven and that's what they look forward to. Maybe you feel things weighing you down right now. Maybe you feel some anxiety and worry. Listen to the words of Jesus. That famous saying we have in our culture, let go and let God, God will get you through this day. And God will get you through tomorrow and the next day and the next day. God will get you through every day. Until that day, he welcomes you into his heavenly gates where all the treasures are waiting. That is what can give you hope and true contentment every day. Here's a fun quiz for you. Maybe you'll win Jeopardy or HQ someday with this information. What are the only two countries in the entire world that name themselves as Christian countries in their constitution? Give up yet? Well, one is Vatican City, which actually is considered a country, and the other is Zambia, the country that I visited this summer. Now, I'm not suggesting that America should declare itself a Christian country and force Christianity on everyone. I don't think that would go over so well. But in my experience over in Zambia, there's something to this. 
There's something to everyone understanding and having the common knowledge that God is the backbone, the foundation for everything that you do. So you go out to a remote farming village and there you see people who fully understand if God doesn't make the sunrise and the rain to fall, they won't survive because they won't have crops. Or you can even go to the big city where a lot of people are just trying to scrape by with construction jobs and service jobs. Some people have these pop-up shops, no bigger than a shed in an American backyard where they sell basics for life. They know they need God to bless them so they can put food on the table. Have you lost touch with this most basic concept for life? I know I do sometimes. I, I get so focused on my life and my things and I have to earn this money and provide for my family and I want to give my children this future that I dream of, that they dream of, and I want to earn this great retirement for myself. And I get lost in all these thoughts and suddenly I forget. It doesn't depend on me. It depends on God. We would all do well to listen to the words of King David. He wrote in Psalm 145, almost 3,000 years ago, these words that are so special. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. Maybe you don't depend on God to help grow all the crops in your backyard. But I want you to think about this intricate web that God uses in your life. Because there are farmers and people who have crops. And they ship them off to factories. And there's truck drivers who deliver them to stores. And there's store managers and stock boys and checkout clerks. And of course, you pay for those things with money. And whether you like your job or not, you have some kind of income. And you have a support network of friends and family. All of these things. God uses to bless you, to open his hands and provide everything that you need in life. Learn something that I learned from the African people. Learn something from King David. God will always provide everything you need. There I was sitting in this massive, beautiful church, ornate, gothic, architecture everywhere, a church almost 170 years old with over 1,000 members. This is my home church. And there I was on one Sunday not too long ago thinking how thoroughly disappointed I was. You see, the previous week I was worshiping in Africa in a hut. A hut with a thatched grass roof barely taller than I am, held up with branches and small trees a dirt floor, logs to sit on for pews, and I found myself in my own church wishing I was back in that hut. In America, we take for granted our blessings very often, but I think we take for granted spiritual blessings too. How about just having a church? That hut we worshiped in in Lifonbula, two hours outside of Lusaka, their church burned down. That's why they were worshiping in a hut. Or how about having a church with four walls and at least semi-comfortable pews and chairs to sit in? Having congregations that sometimes are very large? There in that hut, there were some two dozen people, most of whom walked to church, some a very long ways. And they had this pastor so dedicated, he had another church 50 kilometers away and his motorcycle broke down. 
So some days he would walk six hours one direction just to meet with those people. So there I am sitting in my church wondering which culture is really rich and which culture is poor. In those, those humble, humble settings in that hut in Africa on that Sunday, these people still worshipped with such incredible joy. You can't describe it. You have to be there to see it and to experience the singing, the dancing, the joy in worship. It was so rich. It made me think of these words from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Here's what Paul says. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Jesus Christ is king of heaven and earth. He has all the riches of the universe. And yet he came here to become poor, to serve us, to set aside everything, to suffer and die, so that you could receive all of his riches of his heavenly kingdom. I know that I learned this summer that I will never take for granted any opportunity, no matter where it is, to worship and praise such a gracious Savior. And my prayer for you and for myself, for my family, is that we never take for granted the spiritual blessings that we have, the riches of Christ's kingdom, because that is where there's happiness, that is where there's contentment, no matter the situation. What an incredible summer I had filled with blessings that I enjoyed with my wife. We stood on top of mountains in Alaska. We stood at the foot of Burj Khalifa, the tallest structure in the world in Dubai. We gazed in awe and wonder at Victoria Falls, one of the natural wonders of the world in Zimbabwe. And yet after all those things we saw this last summer, we saw even better things than that. I saw my dear friend, pastor, and former classmate faithfully serving his very generous and kind people at his church just outside Anchorage, Alaska. And I saw little children singing and, and jumping for joy at their soccer Bible camp and their vacation Bible school there in Alaska. And I saw faithful American missionaries with my own eyes. I saw them training African native people to be leaders and pastors to share the good news of Jesus with their fellow Africans. And I met a wonderful African woman named Annie. And Miss Annie took care of us every night and cleaned up after us, and she made delicious food for us every night. And I met Zambian men and women and children who worshiped in the kinds of joyful ways that, that we Americans could only dream of. And as I experienced all of these things this summer, if anything, I gained perspective. And there's a verse that really summarizes this I want to share with you. It's in Ephesians chapter 4. Here's what it says. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. What a glorious thing that we have one God over heaven and earth who has given us these beautiful mountains and rivers and valleys and oceans to enjoy. But even better, how gracious is our God that he so loved this entire world that he sent his son for all of us, for rich and for poor, for young and for old, for male and female, for black and white and everything in between, for Americans, for Africans, for everybody. 
Our God is so gracious that he has this love for us all. Do you have things weighing you down right now? I know I do. I, I get tunnel vision in life, like, like a horse with blinders on, focused on my life and my problems and all of my things. If you're feeling that way right now, I want you to think about your brothers and sisters in Christ, in our one faith, all around the world. They're going through the same thing. But as you think about your fellow brothers and sisters, I want you to think about this too. Even though you may never meet many of them, one day, one day you will see them all face to face. When you see your own Savior face to face in his glorious eternal kingdom. The Bible tells us to have our minds set on things above, not on earthly things. Friends, this is where you find happiness. This is where there's true contentment. With the encouragement of your fellow brothers and sisters around the world, set your heart on things above and you will be happy, you will be content every single day.